Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of uh, On the Barricades, where uh, I, uh, Yuri, uh, Yuri Smouter of the uh, show One Plus One, uh, Yuri Muckraker at YouTube, is uh, joining our uh, is joining your frequent uh, co-hosts and the editors of the Barricades, Dr. Maria Chernat and Boyan Stanislavski, of course, to talk about uh, uh, of course to talk about Eastern European affairs from a critical left-wing uh, perspective, which is what the Barricade is all about, and this is the uh, Thumbs up, thumbs down uh, edition with uh, w- with uh, me joining uh, with with me joining all of you. So, so Maria and Boyan, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you both doing? Fine, thank you for having us as usual. A pleasure. Right, right. I'm I'm fantastically well. So great to be here. <laughs> Likewise, and uh, so and and so let's so yeah. So of course, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, I'm not going to go first, uh, Maria. What's uh, what, what what has been your thumbs up, thumbs down for the past uh, month, or, or what do you see unfolding in uh, February? That's uh, that, 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 that's on that's on your radar. So thank you so much for allowing me to speak first uh, about Romania. Um, I have a lot of topics since our last discussions, a lot has happened. And um, in Romania, I just had to focus on some key issues that are especially thumbs down. I have only one thumbs up. So let us go first with my thumbs down. And I will try now to share the screen and show you a couple of things that are very important in my perspective. Now, the first one is related to the fact that our prime minister plagiarized his PhD thesis. You remember that last time we discussed Romania, I was telling you about a minister, the digitalization minister, the so-called digitalization minister Florian Roman, that plagiarized and that he invented books that he never wrote. And journalists found out that is a new level. Yes. Time around, it was a classical plagiarism that our Emilia Sherkan, she is famous, she writes for this uh, media outlet, and she is famous for exposing a lot of politicians that plagiarize their PhD thesis. Because uh, his PhD thesis was in security studies and claiming that um, exposing information from that particular sensitive area might um, be dangerous, they somehow made it very difficult for journalists to access the PhD thesis. And this journalist had to go to the library and copy by hand the plagiarized segments, and she had to find also and to copy by hand, you know, the plagiarized segments. Now, uh, his PhD thesis has only 138 pages and 42 of those contain plagiarized fragments from other theses that were um, um, defended at this um, uh, academy. Um, It is the uh, National University of Defense, Carl I. And uh, unfortunately, this is one... And sorry, this is your Minister of Defense plagiarizing it? Sorry, because I... uh, 
It is the prime minister of ah, Romania minister. Ah, prime but minister, sorry. he defended okay. his thesis at the National University of Defense. Right. This right. is what is called Carol uh, uh, I. Okay. This is the institution that awarded him this uh, title and this is what happened. This is the first one. I want to walk you through uh, the, the main topics of discussion. Please keep it in mind because I'm sure you will have uh, questions. Oh, yeah. I already have. A lot of <laughs> you already have some. Now, another interesting thing, while this was happening, um, we had a peculiar situation in Romania. While the extremist libertarian right-wingers uh, were announcing the liberalization of the energy prices to be a huge success that would lead to lower prices in energy, of course, surprise, surprise, quite the opposite happened. And we saw not only the a soaring, you know, in energy prices, but also a peculiar thing more than 1 million electricity bills were mistakenly issued in a way that the prices were higher and this is why this is why the nikolai chuka the one that uh, plagiarized here his uh, thesis uh, announced that these uh, electricity bills will be recalculated of course because they were mistakenly I mean, people were overcharged for the electricity. And uh, of course, as a, some sort of, um, you know, uh, he didn't say anything about penalizing those who did these mistakes and who overcharged one million Romanians for yeah. electricity. But he announced that they will, their electricity, I mean, the ones that paid more for the electricity, will not be cut off. This is how he presented the situation. Now, another interesting thing, I mean, you know that um, usually libertarians and right-wingers say that it is a very communist regulation to yeah. impose a cap on electricity prices and to say you cannot go higher than this. And this was the mantra. But as it turned out, just this morning, a friend announced me that um, our national radio conducted the research and they, um, they just aired news regarding 80% of the hotels in one of our uh, most, uh, um, you know, important uh, touristic locations, Sigishwara, 80% of the hotels had to close down due to electricity bills. So we are basically shooting ourselves in the foot. There are schools who went online because they could not pay the electricity bills. And there is a danger of one of Romania's biggest factories that employs 26,000 workers to be closed because of electricity bills. And as I told you, the Romanian parliament is placed in a huge building and they have a person whose main and only job is to buy electricity from this electricity market, this electricity casino, because they run the risk of having to close down the whole thing because they cannot pay it. So this is the situation. And guess what? 
the communist measure arrived in a sense that uh, <laughs> that oh. when they saw what was actually happening, uh, the prime minister said what that starting from February the 1st, he announced that a cap will be placed, a limit will be placed on electricity bills for electric energy and gas. And uh, he raised the limit for consumption also. Because... That's full spectrum <laughs> communism. Yes, full spectrum <laughs> communism just happened, you know. Well, you'll need it to, cl uh, to, to, to clean up the latest uh, disaster uh, capitalism that Romania... <laughs> As a side to, you know, inflict and on its this risk. is not all. I mean, we have now this situation and only when it got so bad, when it got so bad that you had schools closing down, hotels, people desperate and overcharged by this completely deregulated. This and is it's the only the beginning. West. And it's, it's only, only the, the beginning. beginning. <laughs> and now uh, another interesting thing that happened recently in Romania is that we have a security crisis. Now, uh, what do we do? We do two things. The first one... Buy more weapons from America. We buy more weapons from the <laughs> United States. We have here... Oh, unpredictable. This is Klaus Johannes saying that we need more weapons from the United States and we have to buy state-of-the-art F-13 aircrafts to defend ourselves due to the tensions in Ukraine. And um, he stated, uh, you know, a very powerful declaration that Romania has to defend itself uh, because this is so dangerous. Now, an interesting thing is that this media platform that is by no, mean very, by no means very critical, it is actually usually supporting the U.S., says something interesting here, that the U.S. launched in 2018 a new plan, Buy American, for military equipment, encouraging the U.S. officials to be more involved in the selling of uh, military equipment abroad. And Romania seems to be like the perfect candidate. They are buying the most expensive uh, aircraft ever produced. Uh, and they even say that this is controversial because it is extremely, extremely expensive. It costs $163 million per unit. And as I was telling Boyan, uh, this is uh, outrageous since in Romania we have schools that have no running water toilets. Can you believe that? They are so poor that they cannot afford that. And yet, and yet we buy not one, but many Aircraft F-13. Well, you gotta you gotta set your priorities correctly, right? Yes, 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 yes. How, how is running water in some toilet in the provincial in a provincial school gonna defend you from you know whom, right? Yes, of course, of course. Now the the last uh, two. We have one person here, I don't think I have the link, but our Minister of Foreign Affairs is threatening Russia with sanctions, economic sanctions. I mean, Mr. Aurescu, the uh, uh, Romanian <laughs> Minister of External Affairs, is threatening Russia. But it is interesting that he said that the cumulative effect 
will be devastating, meaning that if <laughs> others join Romania, you know, not we by ourselves are able to produce devastating Well, it's good that they at least are... admitted this, you know. <laughs> admitted. But you have to get the nuance because I don't think that many people understand what he meant by the cumulative effect <laughs> of that sanctions. And now the most depressing part, we have here from it is a rather old report but it tells uh this is how it works in romania it takes a while for the romanian institutions to to produce these reports because unfortunately one of the most uh, one of the saddest things is that uh, you see here an increase this is the first semester in two, of 2020 and it regards the human traffic um register and oh, wow. uh, these are the people that were trafficked only in the first semester of 2020 and there are 301 okay so 300 people uh 94 women and um we have the distribution my adults children and of course we have here another thing this 211 for sexual exploitation Jeez. okay and uh, the numbers are staggering. You see here that they were used also in you know, child pornography, in brothels, hotels. A very depressing uh, thing. Now, we have internal traffic and also the countries of destination. I should tell you that Romania is ranks number one in Europe in terms of... Um, of people trafficked, therefore sexual exploitation. We are the number one provider of uh, prostituted women and children for the Western country brothels. And most of the people who are um, who get back from uh, Europe and the police manages to, to help them escape, the trafficking rings come from uh, countries where prostitution is legalized. So this is, I will... The only hope I will leave it for the last uh, minutes. This is the the um, harsh reality we have to to face in Romania nowadays. And I just picked, I think, the most important things that we are facing. Wow, lots to uh, <laughs> lots, <laughs> lots to talk about with that. I just want to say a quick follow up. Uh, it's uh, funny that that you know that you know that that that, that Romania is going to to uh, be uh, purchasing the F-35s because right now in Canada, the which, which is the country I mostly uh, follow the politics of on my own program, there is big, big resistance coming from the uh, coming from the peace movement and the environment movement to try to get the, uh, the, 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 the minority liberal government to stop purchasing the F-35 uh, fighter jets from either Lockheed Martin or whatever, uh, or whatever you know, war profiteering company wants uh, nations to 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 spend on it. So Justin Trudeau, who claims to be Mister Friend of the Environment, uh, we we need we need we need to achieve our environmental goals. Well, you can't be an environmentalist, you can't be an eco socialist, and be spending money on 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 the one body of government which actually pollutes. Uh, which actually is the biggest polluter and engages in wars, which are, you know, for fossil fuels <laughs> and for mining, which, 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 which digs your grave in the environment. So I just thought that that was very interesting. But of course they would say, 
that yes, we have our environmental obligations, but we're all members of NATO and we all need to uh, spend our, uh, our, uh, you know, percent of, uh, of uh, GDP on, you know, on, on NATO, which, 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 which means militarism, which means, you know, spending ridiculous amounts of money on the, on the F-35, even though, as you alluded to, uh, Maria, uh, you know, the kind of, you know, the kind of money, you know, when people hear, oh, 2% GDP, come on, that's, that, that, that's, that's not that much. Well, 2% GDP in a place like Canada, you could, you could eliminate indigenous poverty you can uh, have pharmacare. You can have. You can merge dental care with the single payer uh, system. You could actually have. Uh, you know. You could actually merge mental health care with the single payer system. So much you can do uh, with, 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 with with even a tiny amount of money like that. And yet here we are engaging in. And the let me tell you that in Romania, the education, the whole education receives two point three percent. So basically we are spending on military equipment the amount that we are spending on um, on education. <laughs> and of course there was a law in Romania that was passed a few a few years ago, a law was passed saying that um, we have to to increase to six percent of our GDP spending for education, but nothing happened. And I just want to comment a little bit on that declaration of the Ministry of External Affairs. When I read it, I said, "Well, this is it. This is the law you can get." The idea of, I mean, in terms of being also delusional and also cynical because you realize that Romania means nothing and Romania can do nothing. We uh, can thank only you. serve... Thank you for saying that. I mean, I, I really... Because Romania is... can only serve as, you know, a country of idiots that spend their money on obscenely expensive military equipment that expose the citizens to a grave danger in case of war, that exposes Romania to all sorts of problems that could arise from a military confrontation, that opens up the borders for whatever or whomever wants to attack Russia, no matter what the consequences for the population. And yeah, let well, me tell you one thing, because this is the, the last thing. When you see something like this, you want to not, you know, there is this concept of identifying out of your gender. I thought to myself, I want to identify out of my nation. I mean, I, I, I want to identify out because uh, this uh, is uh, unbelievable. Uh, you, you, you want to be a non-binary, non-Romanian, basically. Yeah. I want to be not a transnational uh, list, but an A-nation list, something like this. A-nation, you know, but like the asexual. A uh, I mean... Come on, come on. This is unbelievable. And the last thing and the very last thing that I want to say to our viewers and whoever is watching, this is very important. Now, I taught in a, a security studies master's program, MA program, and um, it is only then that I started to pay attention to a very important document that is called the Security Strategy of Romania that is annually issued by the uh, Superior Council of whatever it is an institution that deals with the, the security of romania i cannot um, remember the exact name uh, right now um and they issue annually this strategy 
And let me tell you that the civilian population does not count as a strategic objective. Do you know what that means? It means that in case of war, they will defend power plants, roads, critical infrastructure, buildings, property in general, and somewhere maybe the civilian population. So think twice. Think twice when you say in things words, like. In, in, in other words, in, in other words, uh, Romania hypothetically, uh, <laughs> there'll be a lot of uh, what they call in Vietnam collateral damage. Yes, and usually people. Uh, so the the Supreme Council of uh, Defense, the Supreme Council of Defense, this is the the name of this, uh, issues this. Take a look at, at it if you don't believe me, and search for civilians in that document. See how well you are protected in case of a war, if you don't believe me. And then you will see that going to war, meaning that there will be a lot of military confrontation while you are exactly on your own. You are but, saying... But but uh, well, I would I would I would suggest that you're that you're plagiarizing uh, Prime Minister and and you know you know and the Romanian deep state actually look at uh, the Bulletin of Atomic Science, which says that we are I think like uh, several minutes close to uh, midnight from nuclear war uh, accidentally breaking out. But I'm going to safely assume that they're that they're all a bunch of sociopaths. And they're all just a bunch of puppets to the American military uh, industrial complex, the NATO, Western European dominated uh, military industrial complex. And it'll probably fall on, you know, deaf ears and blind eyes showing them something like the bulletin of atomic science warning that nuclear war were that close to to, to it breaking out. But I don't know. Boy, don't any, know, right? any thoughts on that? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Many thoughts. Man. Many thoughts. Actually, I just wanted to first congratulate uh, you on on this uh, advancement of plagiarism and, and this industry. I mean, <laughs> you are really unique with this. I, I I'd like to to maybe understand it one day. What the hell? I mean, what's the problem for people that are to become prime ministers or important politicians? Just go, you know, go and, and write your own. Whatever diploma uh, or, or or you know master's uh, dissertation or whatever it is, or PhD dissertation. Why don't you just go ahead and write it yourself? I just don't get this. I mean, what's what's the problem with it? Ah, they're too busy partying. They're too busy partying. I don't know. Many of the I don't yeah, okay, know. but do you do you really need that? I mean, do you need to to have a PhD or whatever in order to become the prime minister of Romania? I don't believe you. No, do. no. The idea is that I told you what is the political economy. You would get a fifty fifteen percent, you know, a raise in your salary, and this uh -huh. is when the the whole hysteria with PhD thesis it was lucrative. It was mm -hmm. a lucrative business okay. because you would have invested like 1,000 euro for one person to write off your thesis and then you would get for the rest of your life 15%, you know, so mm -hmm. it was lucrative. <laughs> it okay, was so it's business, lucrative. it's business, I get it. Well, it's business. And, and second of all, uh, second of all, now I taught in a master's, I told you, in security studies. And let me tell you that those people were extremely disciplined. If you would have told them, 
no plagiarism, and this is what you have to do, they would have done it. I think it is a deep problem of that particular academy and of people who themselves do not know what plagiarism even is. I, I say this with full responsibility. And the problem is, is that we go after the students and those who got their PhD while nothing happens to the teachers. Because let me tell you, there is the advisor who has to read, who has to offer feedback for at least three or four years, okay? Not two days, three years. So if you don't uh, see that the students is plagiarizing in three years, go home. Uh, the, the second thing, there are five, five people in the commission that has to read the thesis evaluate the thesis and then write down a report on that thesis confirming that it is original work. What were those people doing? Because we are paying those people with public money. You know, they were paid to do that. Well, okay? well, well the problem yeah. is that Nobody goes after these people because, in my opinion, they should never be allowed to do something. I mean, if you were, you know, so incompetent not to see blatant plagiarism, I mean, go home, please. It's kind of like the issue of uh, actually, actually, by the way, uh, uh, President uh, Joe Biden uh uh, I don't know if if your Eastern European audience knows this, but he's actually a serial uh, plagiarist. He's actually plagiarized from <laughs> from Neil Kinnock, the former uh, leader of the opposition of the Labour Party in Britain. He's plagiarized like he's a serial plagiarizer, which was why he was actually disqualified from uh, from even uh, being a presidential nominee of the Democratic Repart the Democratic Party back in the eighties. But going, but going back to what you were saying about, uh, you know, the uh, the people engaging in, uh, you know, in, in, in plagiarism for 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 financial reasons, I think it just kind of reminds me of how we have this uh, two to three tier system where we all have to cough up our hard earned money, uh, uh, you know, you know, our taxes. Uh, but you know, the super rich can always find a way to evade paying their taxes panama papers paradise papers switzerland luxembourg uh the city of london and of course uh it's not what it's it's not what they do that's illegal which is which is often the scandal it's what they do it, it's what they do that is legal which is what, what, what you know which, which which enrages uh many people i mean even uh even bono of you two who's always like emotionally blackmailing people about donating to uh charities in africa and whatnot uh, I mean, even he is, uh, you know, a tax dodger. <laughs> so that's what this uh, kind of reminds me about. Where where, where you say where, where you say the students get uh, get punished uh, harshly, uh, punished for their plagiarism, but not the actual, uh, you know, body of people who also engage in it. Uh, the teachers, the professors, and the universities themselves, which sanction all of this. So. Yes, this is the situation. Well, I told you. Um, also, I would say that I will keep for the last minutes my thumbs uh, up for this uh, segment of the show. We'll go to the Romanian Socialist Party that managed to somehow uh, 
form a very articulate point of view in terms of a truly Marxian uh, analysis of society and focusing on class war and on class problems and um, responding very firmly to those who want to say, oh, but you are a homophobe, oh, but you are a transphobe. And they finally, you know, were finally saying, look, we are not going to be held hostage to this type of discourse. We have to be preoccupied in a country like Romania. Uh, we have to take into consideration the problems of the working class because we can simply cannot import the discussions related to sexual minorities from the United States because Romania is extremely conservative and we have to go step by step. It doesn't mean that we want to exclude somebody. It doesn't mean that we don't pay attention to that. But we cannot focus all our efforts on that while we have children actually dying in Romania because they, they fell into an improvised toilet. Okay? We have to set our priorities right and we have to see that the discussions that are being now very popular in the United States simply do not match with our cultural background and with the structure of Romanian society. We cannot go ahead and mimicking, simply mimicking what is very famous and popular in the United States because we risk isolating ourselves into a bubble because most of Romanians do not even understand that type of language. I mean, the things that you are discussing are completely, completely um, obscure for 95% of the population, if not more. And I think this is a way to go about it. We have to develop, not like the Chinese say, that the communists with Chinese characteristics to have some sort of communism with Romanian characteristics, but we definitely have to be realistic about what we can achieve. And instead of virtue, signal, virtue signaling and searching for ideological purity, we have to look for gaining the power and efficiency and getting things done because otherwise we got our, we get lost in uh, you know discussion on who is more pure than other you know who is the best anti-racist who is the best feminist who is the best anti-racist and feminist you know in town and this is not the way we want to go about it we have to find common causes and we have to fight for those well, uh, we're well, we're we're we're, we're going to go a bit over time on that. I just wanted to I, I just wanted to quickly say I wanted to push back a little bit against what you were saying. I think I think you know as leftists we should be like the right wingers. We should be able to chew gum and walk at the same time, which is we can kill three evils or two birds with one stone, which is address. Uh, uh, we can we can address queer phobia, heteronormativity, while also waging the class war and uniting everyone, uh, you, you know, to, to to the plight of the working class, which many queer people, uh, and of course fem and and of course women, and all sorts of minorities are you know are part of that working class, and they're the ones that desperately need uh, 
their uh, grievances addressed. So I would just to say that. But I, uh, but we're gonna leave that discussion for a completely uh, different uh, show. But yes, I want to ask, yes. uh, but I want to ask, what exactly uh, was the uh, what was the policy, uh, the plan that the Romanian Socialist Party said? Uh, this is what we're. Uh, th this is th th this is this is th this is what's going to be our agenda uh, going uh, forward. Uh, so, so what was that? So the Romanian Socialist Party was considered a party of nostalgics. They were the ones who said that it was better before 1989, and they were, you know, laughed at, and they were considered, you know, nostalgic idiots and whatever. But lately, there is there are some persons there. Uh, young people that wanted to join uh, with uh, the old, you know, establishment of the party. And uh, they put forward this um, document saying that, um, look, our interest and our main interest is uh, the one focusing on working class. Because nowadays in Romania, we have the Our Party, the Alliance of the Union of Romanians, a right-wing extremist party that actually goes to people, promises higher wages, just back like mm. Hitler did and Mussolini especially did. They did that. Uh, I read at some point to Boyan from the fascist manifesto and it sounded very good. They wanted to lower their retirement age. They wanted votes for women. Yes, that's right. The fascist manifesto wrote in Italy by Filippo Marinetti, uh, the hey, friend Benito of Mussolini. Hey, Benito was a socialist. <laughs> And uh, the idea is that this this is the, the same thing happening right now. The Our Party is credited to almost 30% of the votes intention. And this is really dangerous. And if you the problem is that is that the working class is going there. Because if there is no No, because there's no alternative. So what do you expect? No Where are they when gonna you go? go to them and you start because the problem is not that you have to combine things, Yuri. The problem is with this queer thing, is that they tend to monopolize the discourse and to say to you, ah, but you are not uh, against homophobia enough. Oh, but you said that, and that could be considered homo. They try to monopolize everything, you know, and from a thing that should go together with the interests of the working class, it tends to go above it and to monopolize it, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I just want to comment on it very briefly because we, we're over time and, and I'm not sure if mm -hmm. it really makes sense to continue this discussion much longer. But I just want to say, uh, I don't like this discussion in general, by the way, but uh, the, the thing here that is most annoying and irritating to me as a political, as a, as a, you know, I used to be a political organizer, I'm not anymore, but as a person who uh, has, you know, uh, activist past and, and, and a person who is, uh, who has been a journalist on the left for the last, you know, oh, nearly two decades, mm -hmm. I want to say this, this is probably the most toxic discussion that I have ever participated in. And the reason is not that someone is trying to monop monopolize. I mean, that's annoying. Okay, that's irritating. That's true. But because there are people with all kinds of, uh, well, you know, intuitions and feelings and stuff like that. So, yeah, some, sometimes, they, sometimes a group shouts louder and they tend to monopolize something like this. But this is not my main concern. The main concern with people calling me out as a transphobic person or queerphobic or something like that, the main problem is that they are perfect when it comes to investigating 
your online past. Exactly. Whom have you liked? Uh, what kind of comment have you placed underneath? What entry in what social media platform, and so on and so forth? You know, that's and that, and there are people out there who are disgusted at transgender people. There are people out there who are violent against transgender people. There are people out there who want to, you know. Uh, 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 harm transgender people who want to enact legal uh, solutions to discriminate actively against these transgender people. And, you know, to those people, to those groups, to this right-wing mania, they there is no reaction and there is no idea how to tackle this. There is only idea how to, <coughs> how to you know, split the little weak leftist circles that we have over someone having liked something in the internet and you know and that, this is the problem you know that that, that we have whether they will and you know i'm prepared to discuss you know until the cows come home whether this is more important or that is more important how do we approach this theme or how do we approach another one but come on i mean this party whatever the socialist party is right i mean they you know essentially logically on its face this is a correct uh, uh, you know this is a correct statement and a correct position why because those kids that are endangered by falling accidentally into a hole in the in, in the ground that uh, uh, passes for a toilet in their school in Romanian province you know how much they care about transgender people not much i tell you this so it's not about you know, excluding the transgender people or any other minorities from any sort of doctrine or a body of ideas and, and stuff like that. But it's about trying to figure out what are we able to run on. And that's it. Nothing more and nothing less than that. It's a matter of some strategy and some sort of tactical approach, which is based on not feelings, but it's based on the logic of the circumstances that are around us. And that's it. There's nothing more and nothing less to it. It's just a logical, rational, plain, uh, uh, I would say understandable and, and, and I guess easily kind of, uh, uh, well, a thing that is relatively, e should be relatively easy to grasp, at least for the leaders or for those people who, who, who you know, claim to, to, to be leaders of something that is. Well, the say, uh, there, and uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna close this because we have to get to uh, part two. But I just want to say that uh, again, you know, I think I, I, I you know, I think I think I, I think I think we can uh, we can address uh, uh, classism while also saying let's smash the patriarchy, let's smash uh, uh, you know, let's smash the racist the the racism and heteronormity. But uh, we're going to leave uh, the, uh, the, the, this discussion is going to be to be uh, this discussion is going to be uh, to be continued. <laughs> and uh, we're going to take a, a little break and uh, join us for uh, part two. Yes, and go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the barricade. And please support us. Please become our supporters and also subscribe to our channel. We are happy to see that we passed the milestone of 700 subscribers. Thank you so much. And um, we'll see you in our next uh, segment.